Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com slash s slash Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Exorgat Deus Dispentur de Dimitri Eus. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered, and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. There's a lot of interesting crosstalk. Um, particularly when you're going across like the some of the political uh, secular YouTubers. There's a lot of anticipation for a strong man, even actually, even amidst the Catholic globe, the uh, Catholic blogosphere. It seems like we're all waiting for that strong man. But I have this question: If he's genuinely the good guy, what environment did he come out of? Because when you look across at all of the political leaders, at everybody who's even looking at political leadership, where exactly are we going to get this good guy from? And if this political strongman turns out to be, you know, another antichrist or the antichrist, how on earth is he going to manage to deceive so many people to get get behind him. I suppose I'm saying that we're really just not there yet. I don't really know. But let's go ahead and explore some of these ideas. There's also something that I'd recorded earlier that I'm not going to talk about specifically. Well, I'm going to talk about it a little bit. Um, but I ended up deleting the recording because it was very dark and very just blah. So... We'll try and intermingle those two topics in this one. And I hope to be somewhat coherent. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangela, defende nos proelio. Contra nequitiam et insidias de amplias do praesidium. Imperatili deus supplicas deprecamur, tu que princeps militae calestis, satana maliosque spiritus malignosque ad perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum de trude. Amen. Cor Jesus sacratissimum, miserere nobis, mater dolorosa, ora pro nobis, beatis caralusa domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Domine, ostende facim tuum et salvi erimus, ave Maria purissima, immaculata conceptio est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. So, if you've ever read the book Starship Troopers, then you'll understand that you can't, you can't lambast and uh, satirize a good political system, a solid political system, something that keys into things that we understand at our very core to be basically true. Robert Heinlein was very much not the type of person who believed in the politics of Starship Troopers. 
In fact, he was actually ardently opposed. The whole point behind the book was to poke fun at it. The problem is that you can't read that book and not see that as being a better way to be than, what, than the systems that we currently have in place worldwide. And it basically boils down to this at its core. A person willing to sacrifice themselves for the body politic, for the good of all of humanity, is de facto the kind of person that you actually want leading in government. Does it mean that they're going to be great politicos? Does it mean that they're going to be awesome leaders? No. Does it mean that they're even going to be particularly smart? No. But they have that certain endemic quality that validates their contribution, that validates their decision-making. And that endemic quality is the willingness to sacrifice themselves for the whole. It is an extension of the greater love hath no man than he who would lay his life down for his friends. That's what makes military service so laudable. It doesn't make the person serving in the military any more holy. In point of fact, actually, in many cases, in most cases, it actually makes them less sanctified, less pure, less clean. But you cannot question their willingness to lay it all out on the line. Now, in the modern military, there's kind of a bunch of ways you can sort of finagle. I've, I have actually run into more than a couple of, uh, more than a few cowards, legitimate bona fide cowards, people who would rather fight you than fight the enemy. So it's not to say that it's going to be perfect, but it does trim everything down. It does make it significantly less likely. It's of interest to me that a lot of people are sort of looking. We're all kind of keeping our eyes open now because everything is in such disarray. We're all expecting the strongman. We're all expecting the, um, the Hitler-type figure. The Stalin, the Mao. We're expecting them to, to come up and rise up at this point. But if you look at society, where are you going to get them? Where are you going to find them? Where are they coming from? To be sure, as diabolically... Uh, darn it, I can't say the words I want to say. And my head's a little bit cloudy because I have a cold. But you're not going to find the person of the people of that particular quality. And I say that particular quality, not to say that Hitler is some high-quality person. Obviously, that's not true. <clears throat> but if you look out today, who's, who is it? <clears throat> who would it be? Particularly in the, in the nature of the way the American government's put together, who on earth would that be? There are a lot of people who would like to say that Ron DeSantis, he's going to be the one. He's the one who's got the, you know, the panache and the, and the, the you know, the solid-minded thinking and the, and the drive and this, that, and the other. <coughs> and yet no one's proved he's had, he even has the interest. A lot of people on the left would like to say that it's Donald Trump, but Donald Trump, if he is... A dictator and a tyrant, he's the worst kind of dictator and tyrant there's ever been. I mean, aside from the fact that he's completely sold on, you know, the, the Operation Warp Speed and its supposed good, he ain't the guy either. He's not somebody who has this, you know, this peculiarly clear vision of what the country should be. And to be sure, that's what you have to have. You have to have someone with ideological commitment. And right now, it's not going to come from the left. It doesn't matter how ideologically committed they are because you can't move the left. The left 
in this country today, and in most of the West today, the actual legitimate left wing is a snake eating its own tail. They're devouring their own. They have no principles whatsoever. They don't even have good talking points. So whether it's the likes of AOC or Rashida Tlaib or Nancy Pelosi or Joe Biden or Mitch McConnell, these are not inspiring people. Do you honestly believe it's going to be Carrie Lake or Blake Masters? Come on. Or Marjorie Taylor Greene? Come on. Don't get me wrong. I like Carrie Lake. I think she's solid. In a lot of ways. I think she's got... She's got the background and the history to be able to look the people from the establishment, from the left, from the corporate media and the press and all that. She's got everything that she needs to look them in the face and and tell them, basically, go pound sand. You people are liars. You've always been liars. Nobody should trust you. But Marjorie Taylor Greene is practically a meme. Regardless of whether or not you agree with her politics, she's practically a meme. And Blake Masters... I hate to say it, but I don't know if you've seen this guy. He's going to be a meme. He's got a memeable face. It's a perfectly memeable face. It won't be too long before somebody actually paints his face white and draws red lips on him and colors his hair green and calls him the Joker. Why? Because he actually kind of looks like the cartoon Joker. Sorry to say. It won't be too long before that happens to him. But is it going to be Kevin McCarthy? Or Jim Jordan? Or Mitch McConnell? I mean, come on. These people are not... (sighs) Half of them are barely human in the way they look at things. Some of them... You know, they kind of are of goodwill, but they're myopic. Remember that the strong man is going to be somebody who inspires. Whoever it is, whether it is actually the Antichrist or whatever, they're going to inspire. And I got to be blunt, there's nobody out there. There's nobody out there. There has to be somebody out there who's slick enough, schmoozy enough, particularly if it's going to be the Antichrist, he's got to be able to look you in your face and lie to you and you completely believe it. Who's that going to be? Bill Clinton's too old. And the woke political, you know, the woke politics of the left, they stopped sounding nice years ago. You would have to be able to put that psychopathy in a happy, pretty, rainbow-colored, lollipop-filled bottle. And the genie's out. The genie's out because they want to destroy your children. The genie's out because they want to destroy the family. The genie's out because they want to kill babies. The genie's out... Because they're not interested in anything that actually helps the people. And it's obvious. We can defend Ukrainian borders, but we can't defend our own. Well, that's not going to deceive anybody, particularly on the right. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's a bunch of, they're up, there are masses of sheeple who are in the midst of all that, who are buying whatever, whatever's being sold and packaged to them. But let's be real. Most people are simply just not paying attention to the news anymore. CNN doesn't have an audience. NBC doesn't have an audience. ABC doesn't have an audience. MSNBC doesn't have an audience. The only audience out there is Fox News, and Fox News is failing in a lot of ways, too. There's only one voice in all of Fox News that is as well-trusted 
that is trusted enough to not be paid opposition. Because it just doesn't talk about the topics that the paid opposition talks about. Now, maybe that's the perfect blind spot. But you go to One American News, you go to, um, oh, what's the other one? You go to the alt media, Revolver, etc. Most of them are even talking about the same stuff, just from a different angle. There's not a huge difference between, say, Sean Hannity and Bill O'Reilly. Or the guys over in Revolver. Or the guys, like, it's... They're talking about some things. They're angry about the some things that are most definitely oppressive. But where are where is that schmoozy political leader that's going to be the strong man to convince the the country to get behind him? Is that even a thing? <coughs> the key thing is is that the devil has basically gotten what he wanted. See, most of the people on the right, they're not interested with fighting with the left because fighting with the left is exhausting. They're always bitchy, always moany, always complainy, always whiny, always screaming. They're doing dumb things like gluing themselves to walls and throwing tomato paste all over Van Gogh paintings. They're burning down cities. They're opening up crime waves all across the world. They're raping, pillaging, and murdering, and people just don't want to deal with that. But at the same time, they've also come up in a world where... You know, if you try to defend yourself, you're just as likely to go to prison for the rest of your life as everybody else. There's a lot of people who misunderstand what happened in Georgia and conflate it with what happened in Waukesha. And wouldn't you know, nobody's talking about Kyle Rittenhouse anymore. But the one thing they made certain is that the whole of the modern world, everybody, all of these postmodernist, post-human ragamuffins have made it absolutely clear that if you defend that if you defend yourself you're going to be taken to task if you defend what is right and good and true you're going to be taken to task the next person who has to kill someone in self-defense well let's back up over the course of the last six months 11 pro-life prayer warriors, grandma grandma and grandpa who've decided to organize prayer and this, that, and the other outside of Planned Parenthood, abortion mills, butcher shops. They've been raided by the FBI, ostensibly the FBI. I gotta be honest with you, I'm not entirely sure they really are the FBI. And the reason why I'm not entirely sure they are the FBI is they didn't show any ID to the one guy. And about six months ago, back in April, nobody had any ID when some kind of federal agency raided the penthouse apartment of James Gordon Meek, a reporter who, since that raid, has disappeared. Nothing has come from the family, nothing has come from his friends, nothing has come from his co-workers. One of his co-workers is quoted as saying he just vanished off the face of the earth. An intelligence, counterterrorism, and national security reporter. A well-known one. The co-author of a book. The co-creator of a documentary about a special forces ambush in Africa. The country of Niger, specifically. A guy who's typically accustomed to writing exposés about government wrongdoing, particularly in and around the Pentagon and the intel agencies. Vanished. Gone. I've said in the past, 
that whatever comes, we're going to deserve it. I suspect it's still going to be less than we deserve. Because God never actually gives us precisely what we deserve. Otherwise, he would have already, specifically, he would have already erased the United States. There was also the deletion, or the attempted deletion, we'll see how far it goes, of Alex Jones. Although I don't think the verdict against Alex Jones, where he was found guilty and and commanded to pay $1 billion to the families (coughs) for questioning that some dude might have been a crisis actor who's supposedly the family member of a six-year-old who was killed in Sandy Hook. I don't actually think that's going to stick. Because the judge and the prosecutor, the judge made many mistakes, but the prosecutor made one fatal error. He broke the law in what he was trying to get the jury to do to Alex Jones. See... He wanted the jury to erase Alex Jones' capacity to speak. A violation of his First Amendment rights. But not just that. He wanted the jury to make an example of Alex Jones so that no one would speak out ever again. That's what the billion-dollar verdict was for. I don't think that's going to stand. They'll try something else. Might just be easier to make him disappear. But they're already doing that to some people. And the fact is, everybody who looks at what's going on in the world, whether you're on the left or on the right, anyone who considers themselves more liberal-minded, but, you know, doesn't quite get on board with all the psychopathy coming from the mainstream... It's become painfully clear for everyone involved that that the us versus them, it's not black versus white. It's not rich versus poor, per se. For many of us, we understand the dynamic. It's actually good versus evil. It's God versus the devil. Because the devil has gotten what what he wants out of the United States of America. We export more crime and debauchery and degeneracy than any other nation on earth. And we do so under under the banner of liberty. We do it under the banner of license. We have a whole section of the population that decries fascism while espousing fascism. It's kind of interesting. We have a whole section of the population that decries Nazism while espousing Nazism. And for some strange reason, nobody really decries the communism. The communists are just communists. In a rightly ordered society, there would be a movement to wipe these people off the face of the earth. Because they are destructive. The problem is, is the people who are supporting the destruction have the badges and the uniforms and the guns. They don't have all of the guns, to be sure, but they have the badges and the uniforms. They have the air and visibility and an and image of legitimacy because they are the government. They are the ones who are supposed to enforce the law. <coughs> Despite the fact that they're actually garbage at enforcing the law, they're certainly not any good at enforcing the law evenly, and they're certainly not about truth. Because grandma praying outside of Planned Parenthood is quite obviously not the same as some 23-year-old pedophile trying to kill a 17-year-old kid in a burning city. It's that time of the year. 
Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. But the people who are running the show, you can't tell them that. <clears throat> if you take a moment and you actually compare, and if you've ever read The Lord of the Rings or The Song of Ice and Fire, I think as culture goes, this is the perfect dichotomy. So George R.R. R. Martin and his Game of Thrones and J.R.R. R. Tolkien with the Lord of the Rings saga, not just not just the book, The Lord of the Rings, but also uh, The Hobbit and The Silmarillion, etc. <clears throat> they are the perfect examples of the differences in this world today. See, the Game of Thrones saga, the Song of Ice and Fire, as it's more appropriately called, <clears throat> is a world without God. There is no singular entity that embodies existence itself. There is no singular creator. If you look, all of the people, whether they be from Westeros or Essos, whether they be the Targaryens or the Northmen or or the Dornish, there is no God. You have the Sept, or the seven, and then you have the old gods, and then you have, you know, other stuff. But there is no God. And as a result, in a world with no God, the honorable, dutiful, good, virtuous people die. And they die for nothing. The death of Ned Stark didn't start a movement across Westeros. There was no canonization of Ned Stark. Nobody celebrated him. He wasn't coming back and performing miracles. There was none of that. He was condemned to death and he died. He was condemned to death by a wicked, evil king and he died. And the same thing would happen with Jon Snow and Rob Stark and all of the other characters. They would be either they would either be physically assassinated, butchered, character assassinated, whatever. But all of the honorable people, they would not live a life where people were like, "Hey, yeah, he's a right and good dude." Every last one of them were butchered, thereby showing and exposing the human nature post 
garden of choosing Barabbas over Christ. There is no Christ figure in the Game of Thrones series because there is no God in the Game of Thrones series. The only God in Game of Thrones is power. It's the whole point of the book. It's the whole purpose. So it could be a compelling story if disturbing and extraordinarily degenerate and debaucherous. It could be a compelling story, but you don't have anything to stand on. There is no virtue of justice, of charity. It's not widely considered. There aren't proselytes going around the world saying we must sacrifice ourselves for, the common, for, for that which is good in common among men. There's none of that. Compare that to the Lord of the Rings, <coughs> which is woven on the on <clears throat> which is a woven allegory after a manner. I know Tolkien would hate that I just referred to his entire work as an allegory. <clears throat> but his entire universe is predicated on the concept of the fight between good and evil, with there being an ultimate good, the source of all creation. And what you get is you get a compelling story of men who fight, of men who die, of some men who fall from grace and others who are redeemed. <clears throat> you get all of the things Yes, there are evil people in the world. Yes, there's many of them. But at the end of but at the end of that story, it's a source of hope. And a message that evil eventually destroys itself. Hence why Gollum is the one who fell in the volcano pit with the ring. <clears throat> What we're living through today is a world that is quickly approaching the Game of Thrones because now, in this day and age, we've abandoned God. And when you abandon God, when you abandon his law, when you abandon the understanding of his creation, you abandon everything. Which is why girls can suddenly become boys and boys can become girls. Which is why now, all of a sudden, as predicted by most of everybody over the last several years, pedos are now not so bad. People knew it was going in that direction, particularly within the Catholic commentariat. They knew it was going in that direction. And it wasn't difficult to tell. It was first Anthony Weiner in New York and then Scott Weiner in San Francisco. And to say, well, they want to trans your kids is not enough. They want to rape your kids. They want to consume your kids. They want to destroy your kids for their own edification and for the extension of their own lives. It has been talked about time and again that these people are vampiric, pedophilic, Satanist. It's provable. You just have to be willing to go find it. It is provable. These people want to reestablish effectively the rule of the Incas, but they want to establish that rule over all of the earth, where there's a small minority of people over the earth and everyone else is just chattel. To be consumed, to be used, to be enslaved. So that they can feed their libidos, their livelihoods, their lives. They can try to extend their lives longer. They can try to do whatever it is that they can to maintain their grasp on power longer. And it becomes no more obvious. All you got to do is just look at the people who are currently in power on that side of the aisle in the United States. <coughs> the ones who have all the so-called power, they're all half dead. They're falling apart. They're denture-wearing, diaper-wearing people who can't even put together a sentence, whose brains glitch out and suddenly start saying things like, good morning, Sunday morning. 
start talking about privileged scrum and birdbath. For those of you who don't know, those <laughs> those three quotes are all Nancy, Nancy Pelosi. Who go on about pressure. And then and here's the thing. They've they're gone from being cogent because if you think it's just <clears throat> let's back up. If you think it's just because Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden are 80 years old, that is not true. Listen to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez talk. Listen to Rashida Tlaib. Listen to Ilan Omar. Listen. Listen to all of them. Kamala Harris. Is Kamala Harris senile? That's what having no faith, no values, no principles, no guiding star, that's what that looks like. They're grasping for power. They'll get it any which way they can. They will talk down to you while saying nothing. Visibly saying nothing. Feeding you truncated meme after truncated meme, truncated simply because they can't tie it together with something that's actually true because the moment they do that, they discredit themselves. They're incapable of speaking the truth. And so they have to lie. We know they're lying. Everybody knows they're lying. And yet they still push forward. And rather than doing what we're supposed to do, which is to grab these liars by the hair and decapitate them, to put them on public display in the streets, tarred and feathered, to do to them what was done to Cersei Lannister, so that they can never be respected or hold power again. Rather than doing these things, instead, what do we do? We do nothing. We try to talk around them. We try to debate with them. There is no debate with these people. These people have given up debate. They're not interested in leading the country towards a future. They're interested in leading what they have to total destruction because it is by destroying everything that they can pick up the pieces and gather those chunks to themselves, to self, to aggregate unto themselves as much power as they can. We can let them carry on, or we can stop them. Those are those are pretty much the two choices. And if we let them carry on, then we deserve everything that we get. And if we stop them, then we have to understand that we're going to have to do some things that we're really not going to like, that are not going to sit well with us. Because some of these people are not provably, beyond a shadow of a doubt, guilty. But they are provably dangerous in the effect that they have on the world. Do you see a strong man who can come out and do that? Do you see a country that doesn't have at least 50 agencies set and ready to strike that person down? <clears throat> Think about it. Even if we had that strong man, who <clears throat> who's going to let that strong man lead? The FBI, the NSA, the CIA, the military, the Pentagon? They would never. They would simply send out a team to have him killed. <clears throat> they would shoot down his airplane, blame it on Russia. Oh, we're, we're going to be able to clean it out. No. The infection has gone so far that there is only one way forward. Let it fail. It has to collapse on its own. It has to. Because if we try to take it over, what, are you going to have like five people? A hundred people? A thousand people? 
to your family, even if it was 1.2 million people, even if you took everybody who was gathered in the Capitol Mall on January 6th and we actually did what was supposed to be done, that person would still be shot. They would still be disappeared. And that's just a fact. <clears throat> oh, we can reform it. Really? How? Voting? I'll tell you what. The experiment is in 16 days. In 16 days, as I record this, we will find out whether or not this is going to work. Whether or not our election system still works. I'm cautiously optimistic that everything that everybody's seeing is going to is going to work however <clears throat> the discrepancies keep piling up there was an interview done with and i forgot the guy's name but he managed to do an invest oh no it was hogan gidley <clears throat> they went through the process of investigating every single county and they found not one Not one without significant discrepancies and irregularities. Indicators of fraud. Not one. You see, what proved to me that it was going to be a problem was watching the elections that led up to and fell beyond and and followed after the 2020 election because things didn't match. They didn't play out the way they should have. And it was obvious. And it would be one thing to say that they were able to pull this off in one state. You know, if you if they pulled this off in a gubernatorial election, you're like, okay, well, that's one state. It's a finite amount of resources that you have to spend. It's not... Arizona, Nevada, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Ohio. It's not a dozen states with irregularities that you could drive a truck through. It was Georgia twice. It was four o'clock in the morning in Michigan, three o'clock in the morning in Arizona, two o'clock in the morning in Wisconsin. It was widespread. And if it had been one or two states, that would have been fine. But the fact that they managed to pull that off in as many states as they did stunk to high heaven. And if they could pull it off in that many states, then surely here we are. Two years later, they can pull it off in all 50. And they don't even have to pull it off in all 50 because the mechanisms are already in place in states like California and New York. And they just... And they just stole the election in Alaska. Theft. Oh, we're going to do this. Oh, it's not stealing. We decided to go with that route. Really? You decided to go with that route. And that's why it went your way. Nobody's crying about, oh, none of you were crying about how the election came out. Everybody's looking at it going, what did we just do to ourselves? We carry on in the direction that we're going. We carry on in this godless direction. And we're going to be destroyed. The problem is, is that you're not going to peel it back. Physically, materially, temporally speaking, the Cristeros lost. The Vendée lost. That means that we need to be willing to fight a war if we decide to take it that far, knowing that we'll probably lose. 
And that's going to be the hardest thing for people to really stand up, to be able to stand up and look and go, I will fight this war knowing full well that it is distinctively likely that we will lose on a temporal level. That we will be destroyed on a temporal level. And that's going to take a new kind of gumption. It's going to take something more than what you would do for Starship Troopers. Because you're fighting for the greater good, knowing full well that you're sacrificing yourself on the altar for the people. For your people. But we would have to know that we're sacrificing ourselves on the altar for our people. With the expectation that they won't care. That they will deride us. That they will hate us. That they will condemn us. And that's what makes this fight so significantly different. Because if you study the history, it is only in other, in other Catholic nations where we look. It is only among the Catholic people that we look at the Cristeros and the Vendée, that we look at the Papal Zouaves, that we look at all of these great heroes, these martyrs. But everybody else doesn't even know their names. Nobody else even knows who the Cristeros were. Nobody else knows who the Vendée were. And nobody really cares about the Papal Zouaves. And it would take a special kind of person who understands that they probably will not be remembered, that they will not be known, they will not be celebrated, and they probably will not win in practical temporal terms. It would take an army of people willing to be reviled to try and do the right thing for God, family, and country. To fight under the banner of the sacred and immaculate hearts. Knowing full well, they'll probably lose, and when they lose, they will be hated, they will be erased, they will be ignored. And they may not stop anything. They may not stop the destruction, the mayhem, the chaos, the death and privation. They may not not even be able to stop the depravity. So the real question is, where do you get an army like that? Where do you get an army willing to fight knowing full well they're going to get the guillotine? Because the really, really sad thing is... We're not even equipping for war. And I'm not just talking about... Within the secular sphere. In the secular world, they're doing everything that they can to defenestrate the United States so that it'll be incapable of defending itself. But there's nobody equipping for war. Think about it. All the prepping is prepping to run to the hills. It's to, it's, it's to run and hide the Highland way. Retreating to our various distant corners of the world. To our supposedly Catholic compounds rather than, rather than pre- preparing ourselves for battle. And of course, some of the battle, some of the battle looks exactly the way the pilgrimage of Chartres looks. But some of the battle looks like the Cristero War. Some of the battle looks like the Vendée. Some of the battle is going to require guns and swords and blood. But we'll see. 
Because the funny thing about it is, I don't see the Protestants doing it, and I don't see the Catholics doing it. We're all so thoroughly convinced that the right way to go, <laughs> do you understand? We're all so thoroughly convinced that the right way to go about it is to do everything peacefully. Well, there are 11 people. Each of them are facing 11 years in prison. Each of them facing 11 years in prison that the FBI broke into their homes, guns drawn. At some point, we're going to wake up. I just hope it's not too late to do something. Because that's not an impossibility. I would much rather not have to fight the way the Palestinians fought the Israelis with rocks against tanks. And if we keep letting it go on this way, if we keep letting it go on in this direction, that's exactly where we're going to end up. <clears throat> but we'll see. I'm not a prophet. I'm not the strong man. I'm not a politician. Right now, I'm just an observer. We'll see. If you got this far, I'm actually kind of impressed. The whole catalog is, of the show is available at RadioFreeCatholic.com. You can also find it on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. You're probably listening where it's most commonly where you most commonly listen to it, and all of that's cool. If you want to get an ad-free experience, there's an ad-free experience available for it. If you have any particular comments, you can email me, Caleb at RadioFreeCatholic.com. You can find me on Twitter at Mighty Colibri, on SP3RN at Caleb the Mechanic, etc., etc., etc. I never remember to do the whole advertising thing, the plug-in-the-show and all that other stuff, so... <clears throat> Pray for the church. Pray for your nation. Pray for your people. For your people. Your family. Your community. Your parish. And pray that the rest of us will pull our heads out of our behinds quickly enough that we can maybe mitigate some of the disaster which is about to befall us. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you. And the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.